Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Hey, Carol, how's it going? It's going good. Good. Welcome to another edition of Tarot Talk and Astro Update. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about astrology today. And I can't wait to hear what you're going to teach us about the tarot. The tarot. Are you going to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. Do you want to go first or you want me to? I think you should go first. Okay, I'll go first. A while ago, I used to have a tarot card blog that I did. So what I'm going to talk about today, I just simply lifted from said blog. So I don't have to rewrite anything. Oh, you plagiarized <laughs> yourself. I Good sure job. Did. Yeah. So that's why this might sound a little flowery because um, <laughs> <laughs> because I was writing more for an, a uh, fun, creative charismatic writing. I'm sorry, not writing. <laughs> writing process. I can't seem to get my words out correctly. Anyway, we'll start. I'm going to go over the court cards today. The first one, I'm going to just do two of the suits. And anyone who's familiar with the tarot knows that they're, each of the suits in the minor arcana has four court cards. And that includes a page, a knight, a queen, and a king. So today I'm covering the wands and I believe the cups. I am so glad you're yeah. doing the court cards. You know, that for me is one of the most frustrating things in yeah. Tarot. It's very confusing when they are you confusing. have a spread, especially if you have one where it's like all these court cards and very little um, major arcana or anything else. Right. Well, the, as we know, the court cards typically represent people. People, yeah. But they can also represent personality traits coming out within the person asking the question themselves. That's true. So it's hard to say um, you have different ways of, of reading the card, but that's true of every card in the tarot. But it does seem like the court cards are the harder ones to... Mm -hmm. interpret yeah i think you're right yeah they are they are tricky but um anyway as we know all of the elements are in the tarot and they all represent they're all represented by one of the minor arcana suits so the first one i'm going to talk about is the wands suit um and what that element means and what the court cards in that element mean okay so here we go Wands are the fire, burn, intensity, the eruption of power that evolves from the core of the body and explodes into action like lava spewing from a volcano. This force drives the human race forward, giving us purpose, excitement to take a risk, pursue a passion, and follow a dream. Sometimes these impulses carry us into awkward or interesting places, or we end up where we least expect. This emboldened spirit is bottled and imprinted onto the tarot suit of wands as the element of fire. The suit of wands tells us the story of the artist, the creative, and the passionate pursuer. It speaks of the innovative spark, the ego struggles, the battles of will, and the energy needed to break one's goals through the glass ceiling. It encompasses the aspect of our life experience that is filled with fervor, desire, and drama, and thus infallibly making us human. 
In each of the tarot's four suits lives a small family. The family in the suit of wands encompasses the positive attributes of the creative spirit, as well as the downfalls of one dominated by pure passion. These four cards embody its essence in their fiery looks, red hair, fair skin, green or brown eyes, their dynamic personalities, any of the fire signs, Leo, Sagittarius, or Aries, and their confident character traits. Today, we look at the first two of these four families, also known as the court cards, and what each of them represents. Perhaps you know a few of these characters in your own life. So as we go through these, um, I'm going to read what each of the uh, court cards means and then what you might think is a good representation of said person and I put down some celebrity names as well to kind no, of yeah. encompass what this person would be and that's a great way of remembering yeah it's a good way for sure uh, attributes yeah absolutely so the first one is the page of wands the page is a child of either sex below the age of puberty the page of wands is inquisitive and wants to learn about spirituality the creative process, or anything that stirs the imagination. He or she is full of energy and excitement, has a very active imagination, and loves to be the center of attention. Look for he or she to be the class clown or lead actor or actress in the school play. The page also loves travel and exploring new places and ideas. Uh, when appearing in a spread, the page of wands can also represent feelings or messages. He or she may indicate the beginnings of dissatisfaction in a relationship or a situation that is no longer working, pushing one to move on from that environment. He or she can also indicate one's own interest in self-growth or self-development. The page of wands can bring good or bad news depending on the surrounding cards. If in a reversed or compromised position, the page of wands can indicate drama, someone who's just out for attention, somebody who throws tantrums, gossips, or simply gets mad and walks away. His or her presence can also mean bad news, children misbehaving or rebelling, or someone who rejects opportunities and fears disappointment. So some celebrities I would pick out for this would be like Shirley Temple's a child, oh, yes. child actress. Macaulay Culkin, Bobby, yes. Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like just child, children that are in drama or acting are liking the center of attention, that type of thing. And but, have a lot of passion for what they do. have a lot of passion, do. are good at it, um, are good at um, expressing emotion mm -hmm. um, and getting you to buy their performances, that type of thing. That's true. I agree with that. Cool. Um, the next one is the Knight of Wands. The Knight of Wands is typically a young, eager man, though he could represent a female. The Knight is no longer a child, but not quite ready for the trappings of adulthood. The Knight of Wands is the life of the party, the Casanova of women, the frat boy, troublemaker, and adventurer. <laughs> he loves to have fun and is the first to jump in the car for a road trip. He has lots of oats to sow, and he is not interested in commitment, ladies, but oh, is he exciting. He is creative, inquisitive, and passionate about his innovative pursuits. He loves adventure and travel and spontaneity. When representing a feeling in a tarot spread, then the Knight of Wands suggests taking action, travel, and change. There is no time to sit around and think things through. Now is the time to act. High energy is taking over and pushing you forward with a great speed. In a reversed or compromised position, the Knight of Wands can indicate feeling scattered and insecure. The reverse Knight can reject opportunities, be taken over by frustration and delays, and resist change. He can take dangerous, unneeded risks or derail a project. So for celebrities, I thought maybe like a Justin Bieber or James Dean type. Yeah, and I'm thinking like a young 
Tom Cruise in Risky Business. Mm -hmm. Totally. Kind of like a teenager going into college age young man or possibly women. Woman. Mm -hmm. Adventurous, charismatic. Wants to just go out into the world and find out what it's all about. And conquer it. And conquer it for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, The next one is the Queen of Wands. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, look out. Here I come. The Queen (laughs) of Wands is an adult female she is the strongest leader of all the queens in the tarot, Carol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing thrown at her that she cannot handle. She is knowledgeable and wise of the ways of the world. She is sensual and passionate and, and knows how might, to give and receive love. Yeah, she might be a Sagittarius, <laughs> right? That's right. Though she has a strong personality and can be quite frank, she is also warm, loving, and funny. People love this lady. Yes. <laughs> Wait till we talk about the negative traits, though. <laughs> Not that you have what any of traits? those. What you don't traits? have any of those. Not at all. But they are the temptress, <laughs> the seductive uh, personality that some might call. So what you're saying the is the homewreckers. The homewreckers. What you're saying is she's hot. No. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Sexy hot. She knows how to charm others into giving her what she wants. She is the consummate multitasker, juggling family, career, and anything else she has chosen to take on, which is probably a lot as the Queen of Wands has her finger in all the bowls. She purrs a lot on self-confidence and self-esteem, truly believing in her abilities to get things done. If this card represents a feeling, then she is telling you to move forward on your passion and believe in yourself. You can do it. Focus on your purpose and you too can achieve your dreams. If in a reversed or compromised position, the Queen of Wands can show her insecurities by being aggressive, making demands, or pouting when not getting her way. Carol. (laughs) She turns into a drama queen. She can create conflict, become overbearing, a ball buster. The usually warm queen turns cold. She becomes easily frustrated, has no ambition, is promiscuous, confrontational, burned out, or self-important. And has no morals. No morals. Celebrity, I put down uh, Taylor Swift because she is a Sagittarius female. And she tends to do a lot. um, I think she kind of encompasses a lot of the positive traits of the Queen of Wands. Maybe the negative ones too, but I don't know her personally, so it's hard to say. And I would say Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City would be maybe some of the more extreme traits yeah, that's of true. the queen of wands. Kim Cattrall's a good one. I'm mm-hmm. going to add her to my list. All right. <laughs> and then the king of wands. The king of wands is an adult man. He is active, passionate, and driven. He loves adventure, challenge, creativity, and power. He is driven by his creative pursuits. Think of him as a musician, a writer, director, actor, etc. Or if he chose to pursue a spiritual path, he could be a priest, a pastor, a shaman, or other religious figurehead. He may even work in a dangerous field, such as a policeman or a firefighter. He is a warm and charming leader. He knows how to get what he wants. He can be impatient and possibly quick to anger. If the king of wands indicates a feeling, he represents ambition, confidence, directness, and taking action. If in a reversed or compromised position, the king of wands can be a bully and a tyrant. He can be fueled by arrogance and greed and will take credit for others' work. He loves power, ego, and flattery. He loves to pick fights just to show who's boss, him. He overreacts when he makes a mistake, afraid that it chips away at the image of perceived power he has of himself. He lacks confidence, but doesn't want anyone to see that. So he overcompensates and looks like a real jerk. For a celebrity, I put down uh, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Oh. Yay, nay? Yay. Um, And I would say Harrison Ford for the positives. 
positive. Well, I um, was saying The Rock for both positive and I guess negative, but I'll put down Harrison Ford. Sure. <laughs> Ford. There we go. All right. So that's the four members of the court cards uh, in the suit of wands. So that's kind of how they break down. They're very passionate, intense, charismatic, uh, artistic types yes. or spiritual types, kind mm-hmm. of in that realm of, you know, uh, intense passion, I suppose, would be the best way to portray them. Mm-hmm. Would you say an so? An older, yeah. So the king is just an older embodiment of like the knight. Right, where the knight might eventually mature too. Right. And then we'll talk about the cups family. The cups are a vessel, the holder of the liquid, so it is only natural for them to represent the element of water. Water, in turn, represents the painful, blissful, angry, loving, irritated, joyous, jealous, overarching rainbow of feelings that we emit and absorb during our lives. Cry, baby. <laughs> this water drips down into the tarot suit of cups to be analyzed, pondered, and discussed, getting us riled up or letting us vent. Because of this, the cups are a bubbling, goopy, smoky cauldron dripping with delight and dilemma. Wow, your writing is so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. When you scoop your chalice into this river, you never know what complex mixture you'll be lifting to your lips. So what Mm. does one do with these heady emotions? The family in the suit of cups may have some ideas. They represent the best heart one has to offer, romance, friendship, support, family, and community. They are ready with some quick counsel, a hug, or a shoulder to cry on. On the other hand, boy, can they drink. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Their lovely features, blonde or light brown hair, blue or green eyes, fair skin, sensitive personalities, any of the water signs, Pisces, Scorpio, or Cancer, and empathetic character traits can get anyone's attention. Below, we meet these four loving rascals and learn a bit about our sensitive sides. The Page of Cups. The young page can represent either a boy or a girl again, though if indicating what sex a preborn baby will be, then it leans more towards a girl. Here, right. here she will be sensitive, sentimental, and loving, easy to cry or quick to anger since the emotions are always right there on the sleeve. The Page of Cups indicates the beginnings of self-love, paving the way for a new relationship to develop, or finally recovering from a failed one. It can also mean the development of a new passion, psychic energy, a new creative craft or talent, or a longing for romance. If the page is reversed or compromised in a spread, then look out for emotional immaturity, creative blocks, detachment, and moodiness. The reverse page can have a propensity for overindulging in drinking or drugs. He resists love, is overly sensitive, blocks intuition and psychic gifts, and is hurt too easily by others. He or she may be boy or girl crazy and needs constant reassurance from his or her partner. Or he or she may be tired of being hurt all the time and closes him or herself off completely from love and relationships. He or she could be lovesick over someone or simply going through puberty. Lastly, it could be someone who plays with others' emotions deceptively and manipulates a situation to their advantage. The only celebrity I could come up with for this was Cupid, which just because <laughs> Cupid is a cherub. It's like a baby with wings and it that makes people so fall in love. Funny. Yeah, I was really struggling to come I up with. I don't know what else to put there. It's a young child. Yeah, right? it's a baby with wings, right? And a little bow and arrow. Yeah. Are my cats still over there? They are. Look how cute they are. I had a question. Do like any of the pages represent pets? Can they? I've heard that they can. I could see that they could. Why not? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the best 
would be cats are cups and wands are dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, cats might no, be I more swords. Know. They're not that nice. They're more swords. They're more independent. <laughs> yeah. And They're dogs not... are more loyal mm -hmm. and emotional. Maybe dogs are cups. Maybe dogs are cups. And cats are swords. Meow. I don't know. The debate is on. Well, my kitties are Tauruses like you. Oh, nice. Yeah, May so... uh, 7th. They're very much into um, laziness and just <laughs> lounging about. Look at them there, all curled up together, <laughs> sleeping by the wall. Oh, so cute. So cute. Okay. Now we're on to the next one, Knight of Cups. The Knight of Cups is a sensitive lad, charming, romantic, and loves wooing the ladies. He is past the age of puberty and is enjoying his young adult life. Though not married yet, he is focused on family and friends. He is driven by romance, loves to nurture others, and grow himself on the emotional level. When he does pick his partner, he is a loyal, dedicated, and tender lover focused on the other's emotional needs. Some may consider him a knight in shining armor. He is perceptive and empathetic, but can also be very protective of his feelings. He believes in chivalry, honoring his commitments, and treating his significant other as his best friend. Though he may enter slowly into a relationship, once he is there, he may focus all of his attentions upon you. He is an artsy-fartsy type of guy, so expect him to be in some kind of artistic career path. His appearance in a spread may even indicate a proposal of marriage or a short tryst. If compromised or reversed in a spread, then the Knight of Cups can indicate the emotionally unavailable type. He proceeds with great caution or the opposite. His emotions may take over. He may overly woo you because he is too much of a ladies' man or a womanizer. His emotions may be too strong for him to handle and compromise his ability to make rational decisions. He could be a mama's boy at heart and there may be no room for another woman in his life. If he does choose you, his cleaning emotional state will make it hard for him to be in a relationship of equals. Or his jealousy, dishonesty, moodiness, cheating, and deceptions will show you his true colors. He could be a stalker, a narcissist. <laughs> he may abuse sex, power, drugs, and alcohol. It could also indicate unrequited love from the night to his subject or vice versa. For a celebrity, I just picked Romeo. I'm having a hard time with this one because the negative is a very different type of person. But I'm thinking like yeah. for the positives, um, kind of, you know, the passionate, creative person. I, w I would say a young Johnny Depp, okay, like how he was, you know, in his early days of like Edward Scissorhands. Oh, oh yeah. Edward Scissorhands would be actually a pretty good one, I think. Mm -hmm. I like that. Edward because he's so, like, wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. You can see all of his emotions. Mm -hmm. Scissor hands. Nice. Nice one, Carol. Scissor hands. And then who's the golfer that got in trouble for cheating and everything? Tiger Woods? Yeah. For the negative aspects of. Oh. Tiger. Okay. Because he seems, like, very charismatic, a family's man. He seems like all the things you'd want, like a really good catch. And mm -hmm. then, boom, he's a cheater. Yeah. He was a, uh, yeah. Remember this wife chased him with a golf club? Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. You think you're a good golfer? Take that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So the next one is the Queen of Cups. 
Queen is an enchanting, sexy, sensitive woman possessing a high degree of emotional intelligence and psychic or artistic gifts. Her confidence abounds as an excellent wife and mother. She loves animals, nature, and people. Her emotional Me. attunement to others puts them at ease, making her a great healer. Me. She has a wicked imagination and knows how to seduce. Oh, and me. She is emotionally secure, intuitive, and deeply compassionate. Me, me, and more me. <laughs> but you're a Taurus. You're not a you're not a water. So clearly, sign. clearly I'm embodying water. Yeah, clearly you are. <laughs> a lover of romance, poetry, beauty, and the arts. The queen is also a gifted psychic. Also you, Carol. Oh, oh. <laughs> she loves others blindly without seeing their faults. The reversed or compromised Queen of Cups struggles with emotional insecurity. She engages in emotional outbursts, worries about things she has no control over, and may need professional help. She may have mental health issues. The reverse Queen is codependent, quick to react and overreact. She may be dabbling with negative psychic forces. She lives in a fantasy world and disowns the real one. A psychic vampire, she uses sex to get what she wants. This unhappy lady is dangerous, jealous, and lacks honesty. She is a fallen woman having sex, alcohol, or drug addictions. She is pouty, cleany, and vindictive. She is resentful, self-serving, and blames others for her downfall. Or she smothers them with her emotional neediness. Overly devout to God, she can deny her emotions and is weak-willed. For celebrity, I just put like the Long Island medium and not because oh. of the negative traits, but because she's a psychic -y sensitive type. Yeah. So I don't know. Who would you put in there? Well, I have always thought of the Queen of Cups to be kind of like Ooh. the traditional mother figure. Yeah. Taking care of her family and everything. Yeah. So um, I don't know. She's also that. She's the a traditional mother. Leave for sure. it to Beaver mom or oh, yeah. Brady Bunch mom. Yeah. And I think that it represents, like you said, the water signs, cancer. Um, yeah, it's you cancer, know, all of those. Uh, Pisces, Pisces, and uh, Scorpio. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So like the negative side is your like overly jealous, right. possessive type personality. Right. Your emotions run the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have a real strong grasp over how to control them. Okay, and then finally, uh, the King of Cups. The King of Cups is a balanced, compassionate, and emotionally mature man. He is a loving husband, father, lover, and protector of all that he cares about. As a sensitive, the King will likely find a career in counseling, the ministry, the arts, or psychic work. He thrives from helping others move through their emotional pain. He recognizes things in people that others do not or cannot see. He expresses his emotions honestly, but also keeps them in check with great skill. He is merciful, persuasive, generous, creative, and knows how to compromise. He is protective of his heart. He may choose relationships in which he keeps the emotional upper hand in order to protect himself from disappointment or hurt. When the king is reversed or compromised, he is volatile, dishonest, and domineering. This king can take advantage of another who is less experienced. He is not to be trusted, so you must be careful not to give him too much money, love, or time. He can also put on a good facade to friends, family, or the public. He is passive-aggressive. As with other family members in the suit of cups, he could have drug, alcohol, work, or sex addictions. As a father or partner, he may be smothering, overly protective, and controlling. Or on the flip side, he could be emotionally unavailable, having trouble expressing his emotions, or even knowing what they are, or he may act like a macho man to hide his sensitive nature. He is moody, highly manipulative, and filled with self-pity. His appearance in a spread could also mean the king in your life is double dealing, a scandal will befall you, or someone is trying to dump you romantically or otherwise. 
So for a celebrity, I put down Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Not because of the negative traits, but because he's a, you know, he's oh, a that's perfect. psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever he is. And he's somebody who's interested in working people's emotions through and that type of thing. Yeah. What would you say? I couldn't come up with anyone. So I think that's a great one. Dr. Dr. Phil, Phil would work. Maybe okay. Dr. Wayne Dyer. Wayne he was Dyer. also sure. kind of one of those like yep. forward thinking spiritual leader in the self-help community. That's so. right. That's right. Okay. But he also, you know, had failed marriages. So right. he had some issues dealing with, you know, his relationships right. in that way. So right. I for think, sure. I think that would be a good candidate for the king of hearts. So that's all I've got for Tarot Talk today. What do you got for us on astrology, Carol? Well, thank you, Holly. I hope that that will help everyone. It sure helped me now that I have an image for representing what the court cards mean. Cool. I think I'll do a better job of it. Yeah. Of, uh, interpreting what they are. Well, also, I, I think them. it also helps if you know people in your life that represent those types of qualities. Yes. And then you can think, of, oh, that makes me think of so-and-so. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a celebrity, but celebrities kind of help everybody you know, kind of figure out, oh, that's a queen of wands situation. Yeah. Or that's a, you know, for sure. Fictional so. characters that yeah. may embody those characteristics. So right. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Well, can you believe it is already August? Oh my God. No. Oh, summer days. Where have you gone? Summer days make me feel good. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, some of you might be delighted to hear that this August, we have two full super moons That's and great. a new moon. Yes. Today, drum roll, we will have the first full moon in Aquarius. This is the age of Aquarius. It is. And then we have the new moon in Leo on August 16th at 23 degrees. Okay. The what was the date of the, the first one? Today. August 1st. August 1st. Okay. That's when this episode drops. Yes. Don't worry. You aren't you aren't losing half the month of July. <laughs> I saw the the alarmed look on like, your wait, face. Wait. <laughs> Where did summer go? <laughs> the full moon is shedding light on an area we are needing completion on, typically in areas that the sign of Aquarius rules, namely technology, eccentric ideas, and unconventional projects as well as intellectual pursuits. The new moon on the 16th is going to impact our Leos most of all because it is in their sign and at one of the most important degrees. It also influences the other signs of the zodiac of Taurus, Scorpio, and Aquarius. The rest of the zodiac signs will have some of the influence but won't go all loony and turn into a werewolf. And besides, that is only on a full moon. I haven't talked too much about what all the degrees mean in astrology, but in this case with the new moon at 23 degrees in Leo on the 16th, the energy is that of stepping up and showing leadership in areas you might be reluctant to pursue. Degree theory was invented by Serbian astrologer Nikola Stjovanovic, and he believes that each degree represents one of the 12 zodiac signs and gives it a specific energy and meaning. For those who are interested, he used Western astrology with the Placidus system for the calculation of the houses. Each zodiac chart has 360 total degrees, and each house has 30 degrees. Hmm. Each house is divided into three deacons, which corresponds to the birth date you were born on during the month. 
For example, 0 to 9 degrees of a sign is the first deacon. 10 to 19 degrees is the second deacon, and 20 to 29 degrees is the third deacon. There are critical degrees which usually represent an issue highlighted or problem to solve. Those degrees are divided up into the sign and planet that it occurs. So let's say you were born on the 24th of the month, you would be part of the third deacon of that zodiac sign. And this is really helpful because if you don't know your exact time of birth, which is really important for especially locating transits and really being more accurate than just your regular horoscope, you can look for those horoscopes online that do separate readings for the different deacons, first deacon, third deacon, second deacon, and wherever you were born during the month should be a more accurate interpretation. So you can use the deacons as a way of narrowing that down for yourself, which I think is really helpful. A yeah, lot, of people, cool. a lot of people don't know their birth time or they can't find their birth certificate. Yeah, for sure. It was Stojanovic's opinion that the farther you get from zero degrees, the less energy is expressed and it is transformed into something very different. But we know this isn't always true in the case, let's say, of the 29th degree, which is considered the crisis point of amplified energy, also called the anoretic degree. We've talked about this before on a past episode. But if you have this type of degree of 29 in your birth chart, that area where it is located can also represent mastery and the highest achievement for the person. Hmm. Degrees were considered important as far back as Babylonia and Hellenistic astrology systems. Vedic astrology also puts importance on the degrees, and therefore astrologers don't always follow the same interpretation of the degrees. It just depends on what system you follow. According to Stojanovic's theory, Aquarius rules over the 11th and 23rd degree. New moons typically represent a time when initiating a new start in an area, and it will bring an easier time of attaining the goal. Most of us, but especially Leos, will have a chance to start incorporating innovative, unusual approaches to an area that we have felt blocked. Some of you will be embarking on acquiring new technology in your home and perhaps working in a new career that is very unusual or where there might be themes of networking, computers, or working in a team environment. All of this might be highlighted for you. The moon can also bring up issues with the idea of motherhood or issues involving your own mother and the home. Some of you out there will be utilizing new innovative approaches for fertility issues. The full moon at nine degrees in Aquarius, which is on the 1st of August, will still be shedding light on these issues you are going to be facing. And now perhaps on the 16th of August, you will have the Leo confidence and momentum for the concrete idea or path to now implement your goals. The ninth degree at the full moon is ruled by Sagittarius. Yay! Yay, Sagittarius! Yay. And could also suggest an event that happened, like needing to pursue higher education or travel for work or some other reason. But it also can create a desire for moving locations. Typically, we all feel very restless when the moon is in this degree. And when it's combined with the Aquarius influence and Sagittarius, it can create radical ideas about the reasons you want to move. I've had it suggested that a good way of helping with that unsettled feeling is just to take a different path driving to work every day or change your usual path that you walk or simply make small changes to your daily routines, even move around your furniture. That can help balance out that restlessness. 
But curiously, there are tons of planets in reverse this month, so there will be help from the universe preventing you from making false starts. Mm, Great. So one way this plays out is that strange circumstances block you when you try to move forward or get backing and support for your ideas or goals. Now, it doesn't mean you need to abandon your goal. Just perhaps you need to approach things differently. The timing might just be a bit too early to implement. You may be meant to still do what you're planning on doing, but one little adjustment needs to be made in order to get the green light forward. On August 31st, we have our second super full moon in Pisces in the seventh degree. And any creative pursuits are greatly amplified by this energy. And Pisces influence helps us feel very calm about situations. The only negative thing about this moon in this degree is that surgical operations are strongly not recommended by many astrologers. August August 31st, you say, is mm -hmm. a good time for your creative pursuits. Absolutely. Remember, Venus went retrograde last month. Yes. And it won't turn direct until September 3rd. So no beautifying projects or anything related to Venus during that time. Good to know. Yes. And Mercury, again, will be turning retrograde. We love it when Mercury turns Mm, retrograde. Sarcasm, sarcasm. Around the 24th of this month in Virgo. Perfectionist Virgo. Oh, my goodness. So the planets Neptune and Uranus both will be turning retrograde also this month. And we have Saturn which already was in retrograde motion from June 17th and won't go direct again until November 4th. So this means August is about sitting on your porch with a tall glass of lemonade, enjoying the sweat coming down on your brow, the mosquito bites attacking you. Uh, basically just the calmness before the storm. <laughs> and put a couple of shots of vodka in that lemonade too so you can get through this. Yes, true, truly well-spoken from the Queen of Cups. That's right. Oh, wait, you're not the Queen I'm of Cups. I'm not the Queen of Cups. I'm the Queen of Cups. No, I'm just I'm the joking. Queen but of I concur, wands. I concur. <laughs> Some of us will be reassessing areas of our life that need a bit more attention before committing to a direction full steam ahead. Something in your life needs completing first, so things may be happening in the background that you don't know about. The second full moon on the month is in Pisces on August 31st, so it does bring about confusion, feeling out of sorts about the decisions you feel pressured to make. And normally people would say, hey, a decision is better than no decision made, right? But this month, it's okay to be slow in your deliberation. Is that going to be a harvest moon, August mm, 31st? I don't know. Mm, I don't know the name of everything. Big and orange. No, maybe. Everyone will have more clarity and confidence towards the end of the month or when Mercury retrograde is back direct September 14th and Venus is back direct on September 3rd. Another interesting thing I want to discuss is the planet Mars in Jupiter, which are major players this month and are both in direct motion. Hmm. Mars being a highly motivated energy with passion and temper, and Jupiter, a highly benefic planet, bringing expansion to the areas it transits and also brings about good luck and financial gifts. Cool. I like that. That's always a good sign. That's nice. Mars will be in Virgo staying until October 10th, and it will do a strange thing this month. The planet Mars will trine Jupiter August 1st today, and then it will trine Uranus on August 16th, with the next moon and then it'll oppose neptune on august 22nd and then mars will trine pluto again on august 25th 
Okay. This pattern with all the other planets forms what astrologers call a yod configuration, which is also called the finger of God or the yod of God. Yes. Okay. That is because the shape it makes with these other planets moving through the month looks like a gigantic finger pointing down from heaven. And hopefully it's not the middle one (laughs) (laughs) because it means huge events fated for the world brought on by the hand of God. Mm. Now, the actual events probably won't happen until the second half of September, but I want to talk about this now because we should be able to see the hints of what will happen kicking off this month. Mars is not usually a good planet to have with the judgment of God. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound good at all. It's the planet of war, typically. Yikes. Uh, But all those trines it is making, which are typically in astrology a very good configuration to have, I suspect that the intervention of a fated event might bring about a very good change for the planet, even if it is initially a scary event. Some astrologers are thinking this points to world leadership changing. Mars opposite Neptune can point to a spiritual leadership change. Hmm. So perhaps the Pope now will declare his resignation. Hmm. Others say no. Mars is bringing about hidden enemies of world leaders who might have to defend themselves from attacks. Mm -hmm. We will just have to see how this all plays out because at the beginning of our season, we talked about certain psychics predicting the fall or removal of certain leaders in the world, Mm -hmm. including a change of the Pope. Some astrologers say that usually, though, the Yacht of God represents an event that is not man-made, but Old Testament stuff like plagues, weather events, Mother Earth, and cosmic events. Mm -hmm. So Hmm. things from the sky. Mother Nature (sighs) getting her revenge. Yes. So Mm. anyhow, I hope it is just the Pope resigning or something that doesn't require me losing my internet or cell service. (laughs) No, I know, right? (laughs) That is all I have for now. But on my next astrology update, I'm going to do a little comparison of some of the most popular astrology systems and how they differ from one another and why I feel some systems are better than others, depending on where you live in the world and what you're seeking from analyzing your chart. That's a great idea because there are different types of astrology there systems are. and I don't know what the differences are between them. So that would be a very fascinating thing to talk about. Cool. Cool. Carol, why don't we do a reading, a tarot reading on what's going to happen in the latter part of September with the Yacht of God. Yeah, and what hints we might be seeing this month regarding it. Cool, let's do that. Okay, we're going to we're going to do our tarot spread. We'll be right back. So, Carol, uh, what deck are you using today? Well, I thought it would be fitting with all the reversed planets to use my Stranger Things tarot deck oh, because they yes. have the upside down and I'll, I'll read the reversed true. Okay. interpretations and okay. all the planets reversed. And mm. then I brought um, my Moon Witch Oracle Ooh. deck, which has all the different cards regarding the moon, which I think is great uh, because of all of our moons we have this month. Cool. Love it. So I drew the King of Dice reversed, the Nine of Scoops reversed, the Emperor reversed, which is a major arcana. Everybody's reversed. And the Moon, another major arcana reversed. So um, things are happening in the background. Uh, The King of Dice says that whatever the Yacht of God uh, is influencing is because of unchecked authority and corruption. So the King of Dice is saying this is what the topic is going to be about. 
um, and the emperor um, showing that we are being called to step into our true authority and basically overthrow um, what we perceive as possible d- dictatorship or some some sort of oppression okay. um, that is keeping us from truly being free. Mm. Um, so I think whatever divine thing that's going to happen will help bring humanity into a sense of true freedom and true uh, unity together. And the moon is going to shine the light on it and the reverse moon just means like, don't trust what you're hearing. Go with your own intuition. Because a lot of times when the moon is shining, we can be deceived. Sure. Um, yep. But reverse is is going to be playing a major factor in that. And then with the Oracle deck, I drew Lilith and it says, reclaim your power. So that really oh. goes along with mm-hmm. my spread. Yep. Um, Lilith sometimes brings in dark things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the dark moon aspect, but... She also is kind of a protector of women. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be really interesting yeah. what we are going to see play out. What did you have? Well, um, I'm using the Trip and Wait Tarot by James Abrams. And it's basically the Rider Waite Smith Tarot just done in psychedelic colors. So it's yeah. kind of fun. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Nine of Swords, the Two of Wands, the Page of Cups, and a clarifying card I drew was Justice. So for the Nine of Wands, the way he depicts this card is exactly what you would see in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, but broader, brighter colors, and the swords are all melting. Oh, no. And anyone who <laughs> the reads, hot temperature. Yeah. Anyone who reads the tarot notes that the Nine of Swords is a high-stress, high-anxiety card. Grief. That yeah. creates in the head. So it's it's your, your brain is created a dire situation, I think. What's going to happen is something is going to come to light. It's going to become a known throughout the public (laughs) sphere of something. Mm -hmm. And it's really going to be stressful and upsetting to a lot of people. And and sort of an idea that they had is melting down. And that really goes in line with what you just said. Maybe someone that they believe you're trusted in is corrupt. Mm. Um, and that could be anything, any, any anywhere and any, anything, anything, anywhere. Yeah. So something comes to light that really rocks everyone's world. And we're like, oh shit, that's not good news. That is really not good news. The next card I got was the two of wands. And this is a card where the guy is holding a planet earth, even though in my deck, he's holding, um, earth shape, like a heart looking off across the water next to two wands. Now, to me, the way I interpret this card is it's not going to happen necessarily where we are. I think that this guy is looking over there. So it's happening somewhere other than where we are in Oregon or the United States. I'm not sure, but it's happening in a distant land, in my opinion. And we have to make a decision, which kind of goes in line with what you had said earlier. There, there has to be a decision that is made. We are watching and waiting to see, but we are going to have to eventually make a decision about what we're going to do. Then the next card I got is the Page of Cups. To me, that means there's going to be a lot of volatile emotions around this. It's going to be very emotionally intense, up and down. Um, fear is going to come into play here. Uh, uncertainty and not having a lot of experience because pages are inexperienced typically. Or oh, it's yeah. going to be a new thing we haven't dealt with. New information mm-hmm. and we're going to have to try something new to deal with it. But it's going to be an emotionally intense situation. 
But the good news is I got the justice card as the um, clarifying card, which tells me that things are going to be righted eventually. Everything's going to be brought back into balance yeah. as it should. Um, and that we're going to have more, it's going to be more of a um, fair and equal landscape. Mm -hmm. So I think whatever is going to happen is really going to shake things up. I think we're going to see a big change in how people feel about things and perhaps there will be some like we said earlier in your astrology reading there will be changes in power yeah going on world leaders world leaders might be coming down so mm -hmm. it'll be interesting now i don't know exactly what that means if it means war if it means something else that's going on um but it's going to be a, a big game changer looks like yeah i think so too um and it's interesting because uh, I do know, like, you, when we talk about cards showing up, it means certain things. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get the Hierophant card, which I think would have represented, like, the Pope. The Pope. Yeah. So, and that was one that I was really kind of curious about. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean he's not, nothing's, you know, not necessarily going to happen, but I'm more leaning towards it not happening. But yeah. we'll have to do the spread again as we come closer to, closer to it. the events. Yeah, yeah and for sure. We'll see what is starting to occur on the world stage here yeah, for us. Very exciting. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't see my internet get knocked out. So that's, that's good, good news. <laughs> that, would, that would be me grieving. That would suck. All right, cool. <laughs> well, that's all we've got for you guys tonight. That's and right. We and will see you next week and stay tuned for the yacht of God. The yacht of God. Yes. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Or if he has chose to pursue a spirit. No, no, <laughs> no. He overreacts when he makes a mistake, afraid that if chips. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to try putting this on pause. Hopefully it'll work. He overreacts when he makes a mistake, afraid that if the chips. Oh, no, sorry. I'm keep fucking up the sentence. That's blog writing for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com, and you may hear it on a future episode.